Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager of Evergreen Crossings, independent senior living, and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. And I'm Sharon Gauthier from Patient Advocate for You, a private care management nursing practice. We're sitting down with industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way. So welcome, Sharon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Nice yes, to thank have you, you here uh, in the studio with me today. This is all familiar territory to me when we had our radio show, but thank you for inviting me well, for good. this. Let's talk about one particular subject matter area, which is how to perform daily activities after a hospital stay. Now, some people can know that they're going in for a uh, a surgery or procedure, and they're worried about what is life going to be like when they return home. So before being released from the hospital, a variety of specialists, from what I understand, mm-hmm. will check their progress in several areas before they go home, including walking, moving, uh, getting adequate nutrition, uh, even breathing and endurance communication, thinking and making decisions and completion of daily activities like bathing and dressing. But what can you do to go back to living a normal life, what we want is a normal life, after having a procedure? To talk a little bit more about this, uh, I've invited Amy Fink, Vice President of Business Development of Lifeway Mobility, to kind of give us a little bit of a, a clue so the scenario that is not uncommon is, let's say your relative has a few medical issues and is preparing for surgery and a hospital stay. He's concerned about living at home after his procedure as he may need a wheelchair for a short time. And how's he going to perform his normal daily routines with this challenge all on his own? So thank you for joining us on the show, Amy. You're welcome, and, and this really raises um, a lot of issues because the risk of a fall after a hospital stay is, is even higher than it otherwise would be. You know, if someone's recovering from whatever they were in the hospital for, they may be on medications, they're a little down and out. Um, so, you know, there is a higher risk of fall, and especially this comes up either, like we were talking about before, if there's stairs to get up and down um, to a, a second-floor bedroom, but it's also a really big issue um, when it comes to the bathroom um, because in the bathroom, you're presented with slippery floors, a lot of transfers, um, people holding onto the towel bar because they think it's a grab bar, and of course, that towel bar is not designed to hold up the weight of an individual. Oh gosh, so it yes, a lot, a lot, a lot of issues. And you know, we want people to be safe either when they're up and going up and down those stairs, or um, when they're in the bathroom. You can even think of the scenario when someone's getting up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, and you know, the issues of just having enough light to to see their way to get to that bathroom and, and remain upright. And that's a simple solution when it comes to light. And a lot of people are just deconditioned from a hospitalization because they don't get people out of bed in the hospital. Even with a hip replacement or a knee replacement, I found that they don't get them out of bed. So you take an 80-year-old who's been in bed for three days, and you're talking about big-time decondition. So what are some of the things, Amy, do you think that would be helpful for them going home? Well, I would say uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm going to mention grab bars because first and foremost, it's a very simple solution that can really provide some, just some support to um, either help someone get up and down off of a toilet, get in and out of a shower. Sometimes the grab bar is not um, possible due to the the site conditions and and installation constraints, so maybe someone might look to a floor-to-ceiling pole that would give them support. Um, And there's a lot of very specialty items 
that people are unaware even exist. That would be, you know, more than I can go into in the few minutes we have here, but people are welcome to contact me and I can, you know, give them a slew of, of resources to look at as to other things they can do in terms of grab bars and floor-to-ceiling poles. You know, other areas, like something that could be very simple is using a transfer bench to get in and out of either the shower or the tub to avoid having to stand up when you're when you're transferring, making that transfer. Seems like a lot of this is a psychological preparation, right? Yeah. Because we want everything the way it was. Yep. And then when we're introduced to things may have to change, and I, I think we're so resistant to change. The only one who likes change is a baby with a wet diaper, as I usually <laughs> say, right? Yeah, you've got so, But the other thing I notice is that people, a lot of times, or at least my family members, might be really afraid of a fall. You know, and so, you know, you have a lot of different, you know, each person is different and they have different concerns. But, you know, for someone who's really afraid of a fall, they may not even want to take that shower at all because they're afraid they're going to slip and fall getting in and out of the tub. So, you know, coming up with something as simple as a transfer bench so that they can get in and out sitting down um, just really gives, you know, the individual not only the safety but the peace of mind so they're not so afraid that they're going to fall. So this the original thing we talked about is being ready to potentially have to use a wheelchair when they get home from the hospital. What kinds of changes need to be made in preparation for that? Oh, simple well, as whether or not to... it fits through the doorway. Correct? Right. You got to make sure the environment's <laughs> exactly, ready for it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Not only fitting through the doorway, but a really big one is, you know, can I still get in and out of my house? Very often, especially in New England, we have those three steps to get in and out of the home. Mm -hmm. Somebody might need a ramp, either a range from a temporary lay-down ramp to either renting a modular aluminum ramp or or purchasing a, a more, you know, you can also purchase a modular aluminum ramp to put in place depending on a multitude of scenarios. So it's good to have that home access professional come out give you an evaluation, and let you know what your options are so that you can make an educated choice. And that when it comes to act getting in and out of the home, somebody might think that a ramp is the solution, but maybe a stair lift from that ground floor garage up to their first floor, um, that might really be a better solution. And that's why the evaluation is so important, so that you can know all of your options and then make that informed decision. So tell us a little bit more about Lifeway Mobility. You know, Lifeway Mobility is, um, we are, we are not a franchise. We're, uh, locally owned and operated and we provide free home evaluations and assessments with no obligations. The, the home access professional that would come out, they would talk to you about what your concerns are and then it will give you a, a slew of options as to what you can do to make your home safer and options in terms of how much that costs as well as funding options. On our website, we have a bunch of different resources that you can find when it comes to funding, whether it's a um, maybe a grant or an area agency on aging. You know, Sharon mentioned like long-term care insurance, so there's some information that directionally could help you understand what might fund these and what wouldn't because typical health insurance does not cover most of the items that we're talking about. And how can people get in, what's the easiest way for them to get in touch with you or to get more details or yeah. to speak to someone on a Lifeway Mobility? You can contact us on our website, which is www.lifewaymobility.com, or you can give us a call at 860-292-1111, and you can either ask for me or, or anybody else there um, would be happy to help you answer these questions and even set up you know, your own customized evaluation. 
Sharon, tell us a little bit about what you do as an advocate and how people can get in touch with you. We are an independent patient advocacy nursing practice, and we mostly get involved in crises, which we'd like not to. People can go to our website, which is Patient Advocate for You, or they can call our main number, which is 860-703-1575. We help organize and assess the needs of clients normally that are stuck in the hospital. We'll help them transition out. We deal a lot with very complex cases, and I've utilized Amy's company a few times with people who were hoarders or people who just needed some advice. I think the fact that they're locally owned is an important thing to highlight because I believe that this all started with Maggie Kosker in Windsor, who owned a uh, DMA equipment company. And her son, Brian, is the one who got involved with this Lifeway company. And it's important for people to understand that if they want to stay in their home environment, I think it's important for them to look at what their options are. It's important to know that the company is going to be there after they purchase something as well as before. So we are definitely um, local. We have a showroom located in Hartford, and and you can come see Touch and Feel um, recommended by appointment, but you can see the items before you buy them and try them out. Uh, Amy, tell us again how to get in touch with uh, you at Lifeway Mobility. You can reach me at 860-292-1111. Or you can contact me um, via the website, which is lifewaymobility.com. What's the most important thing to remember when uh, we're working with someone who's getting ready to make a change or transition after a hospital stay? I would say the most important situ- thing to remember is to um, listen and really take a look at what their needs are, what you anticipate their needs are going to be. And if, if you're not sure, bring in that team member, that professional, whether it's Someone like Sharon, who's really familiar with the scenario from a medical, you know, Sharon's a healthcare professional, or it's someone like Lifeway, we are home access professionals, and we can really look at the environment and give you the information that you need so that you're as prepared as possible to to deal with that scenario when you come home. And then it's one less thing, you know, before you're going in for surgery, it's, it's a little worrisome. People tend to be a little... Um, stressed and concerned, and it's just one thing that you can take off your plate and know have peace of mind that when you come home, your house is going to be set up the way you need it to be. When they contact you, Sharon, do they get you? They do they, get me. Okay. We're a small company. We uh, pride ourselves in knowing our clients really well. doesn't cost them anything to give us a call. So I think that in the long run, to have an advocate by your side that will be able to help you make a decision as to what is the best option for you when you go home, whether it is rehab ahead of time, whether it's a VNA, uh, we're, we're there to help you out. Well, uh, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Hope folks will give you a call that need your services. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Amy. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut on Full Power Radio, the talk of Connecticut. Connecticut.